Uh, my name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic. Jason. And it's probably good to start by saying uh, I was born an alcoholic. Um, it wasn't something that I had to learn or pick up because I didn't. Um, neither my dad nor my mother nor my stepfather uh, drank in front of us. They didn't get all crazy tossed at the end of every night. But um, for some reason, I still had it in me, so I know I was born with it. Um, started drinking pretty young. Uh, a lot of people can't remember their first drunk, but I definitely can. It was uh, Miller High Life and Bacardi 151. And uh, I tell you, for your first time drinking, I would not go the 151 route. <laughs> um, but it was the only thing that our aunt readily had available in her closet. And, uh, of course, some older people that we knew had gotten us the beer. And um, I remember most of it. I remember getting up the next day and going, let's do it again. I uh, woke up in a position where I didn't really know quite where I was at first. You know, should have never wanted to do that again in my life puke for hours, you know, and, <laughs> but, uh, for some reason, I enjoyed it, I, uh, I, the, it did get worse as the years went on, I really thought I had a lot of reason to drink, uh, my father passed away when I was six years old, uh, we did a lot of moving around, my stepdad was in the, uh, army, so, uh, by the time I was ten, I'd already lived, uh, Germany, four different parts of Florida, you know, um, North Carolina, just kind of gone all over, and um, by the time I got back in the United States and I was aware enough, conscious enough to kind of be making decisions on my own, my cousin, who was pretty much the inhibitor of all my drunken antics first, and uh, pretty much all of it started from when I got back and spent some time down there with pretty much him. I lived in uh, Florida by myself while my parents were in North Carolina house shopping. And uh, they thought it would be better for us to stay down there where we were aware of everything rather than move to some place we just didn't know. Well, that, that basically progressed me into a pretty every-other-day casual drinker at the age of about 10 years old. Um, by the time I got to North Carolina, it was almost in full swing. I knew that I was only going to have four or five years to make friends, you know. So, uh, oh, that guy looks pretty cool. He looks like he gets high. I got a joint in my pocket. Let's, uh, go make some friends. And that's the way I just kind of always looked at it. Probably wasn't the best decision-making skills that I've ever uh, put forth, but, um, it, uh, it ended up being pretty bad. It got worse pretty quick. Even though I said it wouldn't, it started off with weed, the gateway drug, and then drinking got pretty bad. And by the time I was 12, 13, I had almost tried just about any, everything you could do. Not uh, like shooting it up or any crazy weird stuff like that, but um, all that comes later. Just wait. <laughs> um, 
I, I really just mix myself with the wrong people way too fast and way too early in life. So I know where it all kind of spawned and what egged it on, which is good for now, which we'll get to that part too. Um, like I said, my, my mom and my stepdad went through a lot of problems. Um, there was a lot of controversy in our house, even though there really wasn't that much drinking. Uh, my mom was an inhibitor. The first time I spoke weed with my mom was when I was 12 years, 12 or 13 years old, probably about 13 years old. Uh, I was always taught that honesty was the best policy. If she would have caught me doing it, she would have whooped my ass. But because I asked her to smoke with me, because I knew she did, it was okay. And uh, which kept me out of quite a bit of trouble, me being able to do it at my house. But um, probably wasn't the best thing. Uh, for me as a person now to kind of have uh, have in them. But uh, so swing forward a little bit. Um, we moved from North Carolina, which is <clears throat> pretty much where everything uh, started. Um, on the day, the day we moved, I watched my uh, very, very good friend, supposed good friend, uh, get taken away to hand car, uh, cop car for... Um, sagittary rape of a minor who was the little girl that we had actually uh, been taken care of. There was some family issues and she needed a place to be for a while. So that right there is where I think my hatred toward humanity started as well, uh, pretty young. And uh, I just gradually got more drunk, more drugged, and more pissed off at the world. Well, I know this is AA, so I'm going to try and keep it keep it that, but um, there's a lot of other stuff to it. Um, when I got to Washington State, things took a real, real bomb. I started using uh, meth was my real, real big one. Uh, and because of, like, I guess it was a way to stay up and drink and just party more, I think is really what it was, you know, but, um, so that gets pretty bad, and I found out that I was having a, uh, a son in Washington, so I decided that uh, all my things should kind of halt, and I slowly, this is the first time I really tried to go, now there's a problem, you should probably stop. And before your before your kid's born, your son's born, and um, three three or four months before my son was born, three three months before my son was born, and my uh, mother, the inhibitor, uh, decided it would be a good idea to take her own life because when she caught me doing. The other things that I was doing, uh, it brought her back to her old habit, which wasn't alcohol. She was a, a crackhead. So basically, my mom died three son or three months before my son was born as a crackhead, which um, really didn't make it very easy for me to want to try and stop anything at that point. Um, uh, drinking, I, I I quit the other stuff and started drinking real bad because it's legal and it doesn't make me look all shaky and funky to everybody. So 
It was just more kosher that I drank than did everything else, kind of, is basically the way it went down, and <clears throat> it, it just got worse and worse, worse with the drinking, and then uh, when I got to Arizona, I uh, found a time where I was homeless, and that basically started up the drug use again, Then that stopped again, but I had to... If I needed to quit the dope, I needed to use alcohol or I needed to use something else as a crutch. Otherwise, there ain't no way in hell I'm going to stop, which is really going to kill me. And um, it took a while for me to realize that alcohol was probably going to be the one that was going to kill me before anything else. Just because of not necessarily, oh, I got so drunk and died, but I got so drunk and got in a car wreck and died or pull the mommy, or something to that nature. Because I thought about that for a long, hard time, too. Just the world would probably be a better place without you in it. Everything you know and you love is gone. It's all, you'll, you'll never have unconditional love in your life again. Is basically what I came to the conclusion of, you know. And <clears throat> it wasn't a very good place. It's not a very good place to go to. Um, built up a lot of resentment. Uh, a lot of it having to do with my mother and my father just going way earlier than they should have, in my opinion, you know? But um, there, was, there was just a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of bad, terrible things. I really don't want to go into too much drunk log or anything like that because... We've all heard one person getting drunk. You've pretty much heard them all. A couple of highlight, I bullhorned a brick wall all drunk one time. Smashed my head up real good because I was pissed at, some of the, pissed at somebody else, so I decided to hurt myself kind of thing. Well, we were just talking about out there, you know. That doesn't help. <laughs> um, everybody starts laughing at you pretty good. Laugh at yourself if you can get up off the ground. <clears throat> but I, I I used the things for a lot of time and still and still guilty of it. I just don't drink because of it anymore. I just used everything crappy in my life to keep making it more crappy, basically, and unpleasant. I'd use the fact that, oh man, my mom died. That gives me at least 10 years of drinking without anybody saying a word to me because all they're going to do is go, oh man, his mom died. Just let him have at it for a while. He's going to be that way for, just let him at it for a while. That's how I felt. I always told myself I'd quit drinking at 32. I don't know know why I always told myself that. I'm like, no, I'll quit drinking when I'm 30. That sounds like a good reasonable time. That's a real true adult. Because I know I'm 26, and I like to think that I'm an adult sometimes. And I technically am, but <laughs> I've proven a lot different than that. <clears throat> so I finally found uh, AA, and this is basically in a nutshell how it, it my bottom, my last bottom happened. And it was um, my work at the time was basically messing me around, switching me over here, switching me over there, basically trying to pr- 
prove that I was stealing alcohol or just just to prove something to get me out of there almost at that point because there was a confrontation with a customer that it had happened. And I got it in my head and once again, oh, they like to call me a drunk, they like to call me this, oh, well, I'll show them. So I go get totally hammered, expecting to go to, dr- go to work drunk, so drunk to where they had to fire me and then give me unemployment, basically. You know what I'm saying? But instead, I got extremely drunk, passed out, didn't go to work. They considered that walking away from the job. Absolutely no unemployment, I assure you. And I called my grandmother, uh, my stepdad's mother, very, very sweet lady. I tell her anything I could tell you guys. And um, after explaining what had happened and that I had spent the last three days in detox after my wife was throwing our wedding photos at the back of my head at 8 o'clock in the morning when I was already three or four tall cans deep at that early in the morning. And she thought I was up smoking a cigarette, couldn't sleep or something, and she sees this pile of beer cans next to me, and I didn't hear nothing except for the door slam, and then books flying past my head. So I went to Community Bridges for three days and detoxed myself, got back out. I called my grandmother, and she said, you know... Your stepdad's dad was an alcoholic, and um, he stopped with AA. I said, well, okay, that could work. Sounds all right. I'll tell you the truth. First time I came in here, I heard all you guys. I went and got drunk. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I am not that bad. I, I'm not like this, and then, like, I really sat there and thought about it as I was drinking, which, in my mind, is where I need to ponder things, is when I'm drunk, because I really just run away from things, when, or, I said that a little backward, I think, I run away from things when I'm drinking, (laughs) so I was basically just trying to run some more, and I, and I did some thinking, and came back the next day and actually sat and kept quiet and I did that for like a week and then I managed to swing uh day before eight months actually I uh decided it would be a good idea to go drink again (laughs) and it wasn't even that I necessarily decided to go do it it's um They say that you can build yourself up with all the willpower. All it takes is putting yourself in a bad place at the wrong time, you know, and you're not going to say no, you know. So I put myself in a bad place at a bad time with somebody that was already having a bad time, and we sorrow drunk together, I guess, is whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah, shit's so bad. Let's just drink and forget about it for a while, dude. Okay. But... I thought pretty quickly about this place and how just everything, how good everything had become in uh, in those eight months. You know, I was uh, without a job for about a month and a half after the whole Circle K getting drunk and passing out incident. But, I mean, a, a good job, a job that I actually don't mind doing every day that I'm 
actually managed to go up the ladder and watch people that are still drinking today proved it because he got fired for what I probably would have been fired for eight months ago if they would have hired me a year ago. I would I would have been the one getting fired today instead of him a year ago. Easy. And, you know, it's kind of hard to drink when you're sitting here thinking about this guy's face. <laughs> Or, or just people that are really legitimately trying to help you. And that's where I've really started to realize that there are better things, funner things to do with your time, your money, my family, myself, than to just be hammered all the time. Because I would immediately come home, drink, Oh, just give me a few moments to let me cool down, and then I'll get up and I'll play with the kids and this and that. But by the time the few minutes was up, I was drunk, and then I couldn't get up and do those things really, you know. And I, you know, last weekend, I mean, now I spent both my days off. Uh, not the week, not last week, but the week before that, I went to the science museum up there in Phoenix. Never gone there. That was pretty cool. You know, there there are things that you can do with your time. Because drinking ain't anything to do with your time. It's just wasting time. I was on this proverbial, take one step up, two back. One up, two back. One up, two back. And, um, you know, with the help of... There's been quite a few people that have really put their hand out to me. That I've been able to accept. Because that was a hard thing to do for a while is actually accept the help because I'm stubborn I'm <laughs> I'm very very stubborn I'm I, I'm Irish and German I like to fight and I like to drink and I'm just stubborn so I mean it it took a little bit it took it took me probably getting my two-month chip before I really really started going oh man this is kind of cool like it's I don't have a headache in the mornings anymore. You know, I can find my shoes quicker. You know, I can... <laughs> and my keys, Mike. <laughs> you know, this... It's uplifting, I think. I, I, I finally replaced all the stupid crap that I had in my life. And instead of doing it with drugs, I finally made the decision to make that void something else and good. And that's what this place does for me. It, it, um, it, it helped me see that there's a whole different angle of life that you can live in and legitimately be happy and not have to feel like you want to kill yourself every day. There, there, there really is. It's really nice, and I don't know. I wish I had a little bit more to say, but um, it's just been really good. I really appreciate everything that's happened to me here. Uh, listening, very good thing to do that I just never did before. You know, if I want to laugh, all I got to do is ask my wife. Oh man, tell me something funny I did when I was drunk. She will, too. She's always got something that she'll tell me. It's not necessarily funny, but it kind of, like, 
oh man, I don't want to do that again. She's like, nope, you won't be doing that again. (laughs) Not if if you want to be sitting here talking to me and telling me and asking me these questions. And um, in May, I'll be married three years, which is pretty crazy considering the options and the odds that everybody was putting on us were <laughs> not the greatest at all. But um, I, I, just, I really just can't express enough gratitude for the help and for the listening that you guys have done for me too. Because I know sometimes I'm just babbling when I'm pissed off and it's like, okay, I ain't Jason. You're okay. Just don't drink, dude. And that's all I really needed. And uh, actually, the day before, day after you, I'll have my 30 days again. And it's like I said, once you get this place stuck in your head, dude, it's hard to go. It's way harder to go back out. So at least get it in your head long enough for it to stick a little bit. Because I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think if I would have gone a week, I would have come back. I mean, if it hadn't have been when I came back, which was the next day, probably wouldn't have happened at all. I probably would have looked at it as, oh, I exalted that one pretty damn quick, fast, and in a hurry, didn't I? Well, let's see what else I can replace it with this time. And I'm just really happy I uh, don't have to do that anymore. I appreciate you guys, and that's all I got. Thank you for listening. All right, Jason. All right, buddy.